Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talkin' Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold it to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Treat these tracks just for the fuel cars. Hell, Ray Charles could drive one of them damn things in his current state. Just listen to 351 work. Green is Mike. So, what about the sideways? You've got to race in your own lane. Now he's on the grass, he brings it back. That's a great driving there. Torque and Power, your motoring and motorsport podcast. Okay, thanks for joining us. We are up to episode 10 of Talking Power. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Thanks, Nick. Does that, that make this a dick episode? I guess it does. Can you believe it? 10 episodes. Who would have ever thought we'd got there? How you been? Oh, you're not bad. Not bad. Busy. Very, very busy. Well, that's yeah, good. Yep. Getting through it. Yep, yep. Uh, so, I want to start... Uh, uh, where we left off last week talking about these um, uh, allegations, yeah. as, as the uh, state government has referred to them, mm. regarding uh, modified vehicles. Okay, so we've done a bit of research. Yep. Uh, my brother's also been involved. My brother, you know, in, in terms of modified vehicles in Western Australia, he led the way for a lot of years with, um, you know, mm. things like the prototype WASP and uh, yep. uh, limousines, convertibles and so on and so forth. So he still regards himself a stakeholder. Yeah. Obviously, it's a little bit different to the stuff that you and I uh, are used to, uh, like, you know, um, you know, hot roddy type yeah. later model cars, you know, engine swaps and so on and so forth. Nonetheless, uh, he's been making inquiries. It turns out that the, the portfolio falls under uh, Rita Safiotti's mm-hmm. uh, Transport Minister. Yeah, she's the Transport Minister. Mm-hmm. And apparently the person uh, that has been allegedly making yep. these these uh, uh, calls, and let's call them calls, because that's what they are. When someone shows up at work and decides that they're going to change the rules without advising anyone, that'd be a call. Captain's call. Captain's I call. I believe that's what they used to refer to it when... Uh, when uh, What's his name? He's still hanging around. He won't. He won't shut up. Put the the ex prime minister. Oh, oh hang on. Rudd. We're going to get accused Kevin for Rudd. liberal bashing yeah, now. No, nah, no, not Kevin. Kevin. Was it Kevin Rudd that made the captain's call? Oh, Tony Abbott. Tony so, Abbott. Yeah, Tony. Tony Abbott. Abbott. Yeah. He's still there. Like, why is he still there? Of course, he's still there. He's still popular in his seat. Is he? Yeah. Of course, he is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure the prime minister's Turnbull, right? Hey? He is the prime minister, anyway, but he's yeah. Any, anyway, do, we're digressing. Yeah, we're digressing. Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently, this this guy uh, at at uh, the technical section, his name is uh, Mister. Um, I, I actually I got told his his first name today. Uh, I think his name is. Um, now I've got an email here that I can't read to you because there's a disclaimer. You gotta love the government. You gotta love this. This is an official email that's basically uh, bullying the person who wrote to the um, to 
Right, senior Ministerial Liaison Officer for Driver and Vehicle Services, Department of Transport. And a disclaimer reads, this email and any attachments are confidential and may contain legally privileged and or copyright material. You should not read, copy, use or disclose any of this information contained in this email without authorisation. So I can't... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I can read that bit. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to read that bit. Anyway, so uh, we got to put pressure... We, as in everyone in the uh, in the car community in Western Australia, we've got to put pressure on these people. So, what I'm going to ask everyone to do, and you know, this is the thing. Like at the end of the day, I might be Italian descent, but I'm Australian, and I'm the first one to admit. And in general, we are very lazy people. Yep. And we're right. not prepared to to fight for. You can say yeah, that again. You know, I, yeah. I I think that that's just how it is. So I'm asking you all to just this once not be lazy mm. and um, it's really easy jump on the internet right go to WA Gov Labor Party anything like that it'll lead you to Rita Safiotti right she's a member for SWAN yep and um, and write into her and say that you're not happy about the changes that are occurring and you're not happy about the decisions that uh is making at um, at the technical section and that the VSB 14 is a system that's worked well and, and uh, there is no no grounds for him to make the captain's call um, you know because this is, is getting to the point now now we've got uh, you know in, in, in the um, in the vein of Donald Trump fake news now we've got police on uh, talkback radio uh, talking about what you are and aren't allowed to do in terms of vehicle modifications. I heard a police officer the other day say that it is illegal to fit a non-genuine exhaust to your car. Yeah, right. right? Okay. Yeah, well, I hate to tell you, as long as it complies with the VSRs in terms of uh, the amount of noise emission, um, it doesn't matter what brand exhaust you fit to it. As long as it, it's got a catalytic converter, that's an approved catalytic converter. So we've got all this misinformation going around, arming idiots with lies, um, to try and you know discredit us, and the reality is that uh, people with modified cars, people that have spent you know fifty, hundred grand on or more uh, to build these beautiful pieces of machinery that are an extension of their personality, they're not the ones that are going to be out there hooning. It's going to be the idiots in the you know two hundred dollar V six Commodores that they need to be stopping. Mm. So they need to be banning low performance drivers, not high performance cars. Yeah. So once again, I ask that you uh, write in. I mean, I want her inbox to be clogged, mm. you know, because they're going to have to reply to all these emails. And if they don't, complain. Yep. Complain. Take it to the next level. Well, even your local member as well. There's no reason why you can't contact your local member. Definitely, definitely. And what I'd like to work on us doing, if this... And I'm sure this problem is not going to go away. I'm sure that, you know, they like the idea of getting modified cars because they think they can target us. They think that the general public sees us as hoons. Mm. I think what we need to do is organise a car cruise yep. that's going to uh, go to readers there in Malaga. It's, it's a good location. It's, it's fairly central for um, the, the shops you know, that are around Malaga, Wangara, in that area. Organise a massive car cruise and uh, just show them how much support uh, the car community has for each other. Mm, yeah. Anyway, and so I'm, I'm getting off my soapbox. No, look, I, I agree 100%. 
what well, I, what I will add is that transport, according to those emails, haven't haven't replied or denied or really those those replies. There no, the, the, in the emails, like I like like I said in the disclaimer, I can't really talk about them, but essentially, um, they're accusing the person who wrote the emails of making false allegations mm. right now we know differently we know that that um uh, people from the technical section from the pits uh, as you know the, i guess the better way to put it have been targeting car shows um and uh you know sending out letters to send your car in for examination and and uh, that's really sad because we had such a great relationship uh, we've had a number of different people in charge and we've worked in with them. We've established hot rod rules, VSB 14, all this stuff so that we could modify cars and, and have them completely legal. And those people that go to that trouble to make sure their cars are legal, they're not the ones to worry about, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd be more concerned about the people that have unregistered cars and get temporary permits, you know, because they're driving around with no license plates. So, yeah. you know, but anyway, that's, a, that's another story. We'll move on. We will. The um, the natives were restless in in Hungary. <laughs> they were they were restless. I'll just say a number of names. I'll throw Max Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was um, you don't often hear Daniel, you know, like pissed off. Really, yeah. <laughs> he's generally upbeat. Uh, but after getting bumped off the track by Max, his teammate, mm. uh, no less, um, yeah, he was pretty pissed. Yeah, he was. Look, Max came out the next day, I think it was, and said, uh, these were his words, it's never my intention to hit anyone, but especially not my teammate, and especially with, it, with the relationship I have with Daniel, which is very good. I apologise to Daniel and also to the team because we could have scored some good points. I'll speak to Daniel in private, and we'll sort it out. No, I don't think there was much much more he could say, but yeah, Daniel was was wound up, and rightfully so too. It was just a, sh- a shocking move, locked the front left hand wheel, and slid and straight into Daniel. Yeah, I know it was a bit sad. Um, you know, anyway, it it, uh, it would have been interesting had he have um, uh, gone distance because uh, you know. Like during the race, Hamilton sort of talked it up. Mm. Bottas let him get get past because he was going to run down Raikkonen, and he yeah. did jack. <laughs> that was the best part of the race. I mean, <laughs> th- the fact that Lewis Lewis lost a bit of uh, radio contact with the, the the team for a little while. Uh, when he came back, he said, "I don't know what's wrong with the Ferraris, but I can catch them and pass them." Mm. It never happened. No. So no. What was interesting was that he was made out to be the the hero oh, of the day he was by the allowing, yeah, the sportsman. That's that's what he should have done. I mean, he Valtteri allowed him through on the provisor that he could take the two Ferraris. That didn't happen. Yeah. So the right thing to do was give him back third. I, I really don't yeah. think that's anyway. Listen, everyone talks about him too much. Great result for Ferrari. Great result for Vettel and Raikkonen. And and. and uh, Great result for some punter as well. Did you see that? Sky bet took a bet on a punter. They were paying fifty to one for Fernando Alonso to get the fastest lap of the race. Yeah, I, look, I I think the odds 
you know, like I would have expected the odds to be a thousand. I know, they should have been <laughs> higher 10, than that. <laughs> Anyway, someone put 20 pounds on and won a thousand pounds. So, you that, know, this was... remind, reminds me of the Jack Miller. Oh, yeah. Jack Miller had a thousand to one odds and, and it rained at that race and he won. It was incredible. It was an yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, 50 to one. Mate, if someone came to me and offered me a bet 50 to one, uh, I wouldn't take it. Alonso, I mean, that's that's a million to one there. <laughs> I know. Uh, Fernando getting the fastest lap. 50 to one is what I'd be paying for him to finish the race. Yeah, I know. <laughs> The other interesting talking point, and it shouldn't be a talking point, but it was uh, Kevin Magnuson and Nico Hulkenberg at the end of the race. Look, what Kevin said wasn't appropriate. I'll just play it here. I've had to beep out uh, some of the language, but just have a listen here. Jamen, han prøver på ødebanen. Once again, most unsportive driver of the game. A bit inappropriate, obviously, but the problem I had with with that was Hulkenberg really basically interrupted a live interview that he was doing back home, uh, Kevin Magnuson was doing back home. Um, I think if you do that sort of thing, you open yourself up to that sort of insult. (laughs) I'm not saying it's the right thing to say, but you go, you know, bust up his his interview post-race, well, you you sort of got to come in. Hugo, Magnuson doesn't sound very Hugo. No, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on, the V8s. The V8s, yeah, we moved over to Queensland, to the sunny weather of Queensland. You know, um, Nick, this season, I've got to tell you, sorry to cut you off, I, I, mm-hmm. I feel bad. Why is that? Well, it just Ford seems to be just... Oh, well, don't winning. feel bad. No, don't feel bad? Never feel bad about that. <laughs> it just oh, doesn't... It feels strange, you know? <laughs> just used to seeing, you know, the... the uh, the lines at the yeah. the pointy end of the field it's been all for been for dominance this year it has yeah. do they have a yep. manufacturer's championship in the v8s they do yeah yeah the, the Ford surely must be leading yeah, the points yeah yeah? yeah 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 incredible no it's been a great year for djr penske and uh, scott mclaughlin has paid him back in in uh, spades um so on the saturday he um he won. Uh, Chaz Mostert came in second. Van Gisbergen in the Triple Eight Holden third. Tim Slade. That was good to see him get up to fourth. And Lounsey in fifth as well. The, probably the talking point from that race, unfortunately, was uh, Jamie Wincup's um, uh, refueling breach. So what happened there was um, car came into pit lane. Uh, the rule is they're not allowed to refuel while the car's on the ground. So the car was supposed to go up on the jacks, on the air jack. The air jack didn't engage properly. Now, the refueler was quick enough to pull the, the fuel out, um, but the stewards felt that some fuel may have gone in the car while it was still on the ground. Fortunately, common sense prevailed, and they didn't impose a penalty. Now, probably some people think that's strange that I'm defending Triple Eight, but I was glad to see common sense take take place there because at the end of the day we don't want to see a race decided by Jamie getting a 15 second penalty mm, mm, so yeah definitely we want yep. to see get his ass kicked yeah that's you right know, fair and square it was interesting Mark Dutton came back and said our refueler reacted as quickly as possible when he saw what was going on he pulled out then he put it back in <laughs> mm. Okay, I don't know, that, talking, that doesn't really... about the fuel. Yeah, that didn't sound right, Nick. <laughs> I am quoting him verbatim. 
Anyway, we put enough in um, fuel, that is. <laughs> you're, making, any, you're making this up. I am not. I am not. I kid you not. If anything, we ended up with slightly more fuel than what we wanted, which is a dis- disadvantage because we're carrying around more weight. The stewards did the right thing. So, I mean, obviously, Mark Dutton's making out that, you know, they were the, you know, the they were carried, yeah, we were, <laughs> you know, so. Anyway, anyway, Sunday. Yeah, the Sunday race was equally exciting for our Ford fans. Uh, Chaz came in. It was a late, um, there was a late uh, pace car, uh, or caution, that was looking to favour actually Van Gisbergen because Van v- Gisbergen was on fresher tyres, a lot fresher tyres, but Scotty McLaughlin managed to hold him out and so did Chaz as well to hold on to first and second. Yeah. Wind Cup came in fourth and... It was a great him. sprint. Yeah. It was yeah, a real, it was. it was a good race and, and that was the thing they did. They made uh, a comment about the tyres mm. but Chaz, like, it didn't, it didn't just seem to be, um, you know, just keeping him at bay. He was... Yeah. You know, he had it covered. He did, yeah. Uh, yep. he, he made some comments after the race about how they're really happy with the development of that car. Mm. Uh, you know, it seems... Uh, I mean, you know, what happens next season now? What's the... Well, they'll still be staying with the Falcon yeah. at PRA. They still haven't made a decision. And um, none of the teams, with the exception of Triple Eight, who said they'll wildcard the V6 into three or four races next year, they're the only ones that have really put something forward for next year and and uh do you know if the um if the mustang body is being considered or is it you know because i mean it just seems strange that they're going to be racing a car that you can't buy anymore mm. now next year still the falcon still the falcon yeah. yep yep you know there's with, no decision on the mustang none whatsoever with tickford offering the performance packages for the mustang mm. like the roush super, uh, supercharger package and so on you would think that the logical yeah you know, anyway. I agree. Yep. Not much makes sense over there. Well, even over at Nissan, I'm not quite understanding why they haven't made a decision yet. They're still waiting for um, the head office in Japan to make a decision on... They have to throw the GDR in. I mean, that's that would be the logical car that they run yeah, does with. It, does it fit? Yeah, it does. It yeah. does? Yeah, yeah. It fits the rules, two-door. It, it fits all the rules. I'm, next year they're still persisting with the Ultimas, but is it a car? See, the thing that's made the V8s what it is is that the Falcon and the Commodore mm. were the two most common family sedans. You know, aside from the Toyota Camry, <laughs> right? <laughs> two most common family sedans, and you could buy something that had a V8 and you yeah. know, so on and so forth. I don't know if the GDR is, you know, I mean it's definitely their performance stable. But but it's not their run of the mill. No, uh, it's not. But it's more than the Ultima. The Ultima they pulled out of Australia. There's no more Ultimas available. So, in Australia. so what is it? Is it the Maxima or something? What's the Nissan? I don't really follow That's all, that. No, no, Ultima. The Maxima was phased out two years ago. Yeah. And then they replaced it with the Ultima. Now they've re- replacing that with a car they haven't named yet. Oh, so okay. that that could potentially be what they they the slot new, in. Yeah, the new car. But. Well, well more thought. than likely, if that's the case, they'll be doing development work now, mm. coming out with an aero package and yeah. so on and so forth, and they're not going to tell any of us. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Well, V8 supercars are probably aware mm. of what's going on. I'm curious, what are they going to change the name to? Is it just going to be supercars? Yeah, it, well, it already is. It is. They changed this year to yep. supercars. Yep, 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 yep. yep. 
Um, old Scotty um, was invited this weekend up to Watkins Glen in New York State um, as a guest of Penske. I mean, to me, that would be his logical next step. I'm, I'm sure Roger has got a spot for him, maybe not, not in Sprint Cup, but in the tear down. Isn't it amazing to see Roger Penske at V8 supercar races? Mm. <laughs> like well, I was in Perth. Came yeah, to I Perth. was trying to get my head around it. Yeah, that this guy, yeah. I mean, he's a billionaire. You know what I mean? He could buy Australia probably. Yeah. yeah I'm sure he'd be able him. to do a deal with the Liberal Party. Oh, hang on, hang on. Can't say that. <laughs> get accused of Liberal bashing. I'm sure he'd be able to do a deal with the current government <laughs> to buy Australia. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought that that was... And he, he seems like, you know, he's he's into it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's there with, with the team and the yeah. drivers and he's kicking back, hanging with Dick Johnson. Mm. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, look, we've had a a, a bit of a history mm. of, of um, you know, good circuit drivers for NASCAR. Like, Watkins Glen is, is one yeah, of the main yeah. uh, tracks like that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, great to, be, to see another Aussie involved in NASCAR. Yeah. You know? I think huge. it's only a matter of time. Yeah. 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 Well, fingers crossed it, ha- it happens. And, uh, you know, uh, on behalf of uh, both of us, uh, Scotty, we wish you all the best. Mm. He's a Kiwi, but we adopt him as an Aussie now. Yeah, he's so. Aussie. Ra- yeah, Race yeah. V8s is yeah, Aussie. Yeah, Aussie. Yeah, With jangles. <laughs> the, yeah, the next race is uh, the Sydney Super Sprint from the old... I, I still call it Eastern Creek. I don't call it Sydney Motorsport Park. It is Eastern Creek. Yeah, it's Eastern Creek. It's always going to be Eastern yeah. Creek. Especially to the, uh, to the logs. <laughs> now, I have to play this first to oh. build up the crescendo. <laughs> the crescendo. You, didn't you get excited by this? Uh, nah, because you played the video of what he looked like. Uh, uh, I haven't used uh, He looks like me. <laughs> Actually, you're thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Now... On the weekend, we had... Oh, I like your shirt, by the way, Nick. Where can I buy those? You've got... There's one right there for you. You can can put on now if you want. I'm sure that people will want to own a piece of... Yes. ...talk and power. Yep. Now, you can... I'm looking at the camera. You can win this shirt. You can win this shirt. um, Comment, share, a taxi... A taxi number plate. Should I be covering this document up? Yeah, mate. <laughs> People might be able to see. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll cover that a bit later. World Series of Pro Mod. Play the play the sound clip. Let's listen in. It is probably the most prestige, no time race, no mile per hour race you'll ever witness. The turbo car of Bowman is in. He's bringing the RPMs up on that heavy building boost. The supercharger ready to double. I'll tell you what, Nick, I'm glad that he remembered to take a breath because I'm sure he would have imploded. He would have, mate. <laughs> he was. That's how you build up a bit of excitement 
Bit of Daryl Eastlake there, eh? <laughs> what a big win from Bowman. Now, I've met Bowman. Oh, yeah. He's yep. a top bloke. Yeah. He's a top bloke. I uh, hung out with him at the uh, Pacific Streetcar Association mm-hmm. race at Fontana. Yep. And, uh, yeah, really nice guy. And, uh, you know, this would have been massive because he's such a humble guy when you mm. meet him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He... he he is one of the original turbo pro mod guys mm. uh, that pumped a lot of money into figuring out how to run a turbocharged pro mod deal. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's great. And, and you know, for those that don't follow that kind of stuff that, that stick to mainly the um, uh, NHRA, Bowman's probably not a name that they've heard too mm. often. And I believe he was a wild card on this, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the fan vote that got in... On fan votes, basically, and he faced off with a wild card entry from the previous Friday night. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick, uh, after meeting him, I can understand why it was a fan vote because mm. he's just a really, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I urge you, I've already shared it on Facebook, so if you follow us, the, our Talking Power page on Facebook, you'll see that I've shared that it's a video highlight of all the races. Please get on and watch it, it's, it's absolutely awesome. I think Al Tucci, the commentator you just heard then, he, he makes it, I guess. Um, I don't know if that was just me, but the crowd in the final seemed a little bit disappointing. But um, in the build-up in, in uh, the days, in the Friday before, the crowds looked pretty good. Uh, I just don't think they stayed around on a Saturday night for the final. I, I think that this is the, the thing, though. Like, the, the final was it was a 6.20 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't the best. The winning run. And that's, that's the problem with drag racing at the moment, is that we're all... You know, expecting to see a 560 run mm. that you know you see 620, and and regardless, I mean, as someone has driven, when they shake and they carry on, man, you got a lot. There's a lot going on in there. You know mm. what I mean? There's yeah. a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. So, um, uh, regardless of what they ran, you know, if it's a side by side race, it's still a good race. This is kind of why I, I sort of, I think the NTR stuff, the no time recorded stuff, mm. is um, you know more popular um, than you would expect because the car could be running a, a seven second pass you wouldn't mm. know any different yeah. all you're seeing is two cars racing and you know one guy beats the other one and, and that's mm. it so there's a little bit of uh, you know there's a little bit of validity in, in uh, running mm. those NTR type events yeah but yeah. Um, anyway it was a it was a, a long drawn out event by the sounds of it, and a hundred thousand dollars for a win—that's mm, huge. Yeah, That'd have to be the biggest purse uh, for a pro mod race ever. Yeah. 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 Well, Duck's about to um, beat that in in March. the radial. Yeah. Hundred and one. Hundred and one thousand. Mm. Hundred one ducks. Hundred and one ducks. Not hundred one yeah. Dalmatians. Hundred one. He actually ducks. caught up with Stevie Fast um, at this race, and they had a chat about rules or the impending rules for radial versus the world and stevie fast put it out there he said he will take an extra 50 pounds (laughs) now so for lights out oh sorry no mercy which is in october lights out in uh, february and the sweet 16 race in march the hundred thousand dollar race He'll take the 50 pounds now, but he wants three races locked in at the Sweet 16 and no rule changes 
after that race. So he's going to take 50 pounds on the 1471 combos or just his car? <laughs> nah. <laughs> he actually applied. He said, I'm going to play it for you. But he's, he, in short, he said the 1471s and the screws. Oh, okay. All right, Steve. You want to talk about these rules real quick? What's the... What's the what's All right, I want to... Before we get to Valdosta for the radio tire race, I propose... A settlement. We'll call it a settlement. It's like settlement. A, it's like a Democratic insurance settlement. So we were. I want to add fifty pounds. This is, this is some Hillary Clinton shit. I want to add fifty pounds to the roots blown, and maybe even the screw blown. Cause I ain't sure don't run. Rules. So I, I want to go ahead and voluntarily take fifty more pounds. But the deal is, you gonna take the hit now. Uh, no rule changes till after I win. I mean, after we go, and I win the hundred one thousand. So no rule change after October. Yeah, I might not even go as fast. It's gonna be heavier, right? It's a gamble. But I don't want to hear nothing while I go there and go 352 on y'all. So I want 50 extra pounds because I don't want to hear none of the turbo queered whining. I want three races guaranteed locked in at that 50. That's a good deal. So 50. So if you win 50,000 in October, yep. 50,000 in February, yep. 101,000. Yep, I'm retired. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna put a little bit with it. I'm gonna buy me a top fuel car so I can drive it one run. I think for like 250, I can make a run in. <laughs> I'll tell That's you what. All I've been afford to do is run if, one if time. If you get that two hundred one, I will give you the other forty nine just to be able to freaking see it do. All y'all, listen to what he just said. Forty nine extra thousand if I went there. If, 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 if grand if, slam, if, 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 drag radio. If if he wants the the grand slam a drag radio, and he's gonna go get us a top fuel car, I'm putting in the extra. Matter of fact, I'm gonna make it even fifty. I want to to franchise the. The Grand Slam of Drag Racing Tournament. That's the first time it's been said, I think. Every time he says it, I want a dollar. <laughs> you said something about Jay Cox on there? Yeah. Jay Cox, if you bring that pumpkin on radios, I'm going to wear you smooth out. Damn, that's the PG version. That's, that's ever since he went freaking uh, PC-ness on. Matter of yeah, fact, there's so like much PC-ness going on. I got some throw-up, some vomit coming up in my throat from the Stevie Fast thing over here now. I mean, I remember what 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 happened to like Stevie Fast. I mean, that's like that's like Mister that's like Mister Stephen Jackson or something. Like that. I said I was gonna kick their ass. That's not politically correct. I talked about the Democratic contract. Once once you got Hillary Clinton involved in this shit, now we, now we got the the vomit. <laughs> Anyway, he's going after 100,000 World Series. The Pro Mod just won the $1,000 for the longest burnout. Talking about being there for the families, the kids, everybody in the stands. Stevie Fast, number one in the world. See you. <laughs> Mr. Jackson's yeah, gone Mr. politically correct. Yeah. Stephen Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Jackson. Oh, he's got to be the most politically incorrect guy that I've ever heard on any interview. Well, both of them, really. The Duck and, and uh, Stevie Fast. They could do a TV show, those guys. Oh, we easily. really need to get them on on this somehow. We fifty to, pounds. They're yeah. gonna take. He's gonna take fifty pounds. So what's the, the deal? Hit. If he he takes the fifty pounds, mm. right? He's got a what? He's got a guaranteed. Yeah, he's, he needs a guaranteed locked in race for the three rounds of qualifying. Okay, like yeah, 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 like grudge racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he's big right. on that, and so is Phil. Well, Phil's. Bigger, he's crude. Well, the owner of yeah, the yeah. shadow, yeah, he's bigger on it than what Stevie is, yeah. yeah. So, um, and how much of the the uh, the match race is for? Uh, he hasn't said, 
as you're going to lock it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's generally speaking, he called out the chief, uh, big chief. Oh, couple Justin of years Shearer. Ago. Yeah, five grand. Um, He's not going to race him. He didn't. He didn't. Yep. So, who do you reckon will? I. Uh, I think he's got his scope definitely on Keith Haney. Yeah, Keith yeah. Haney, 100%. <laughs> that has to be one of them. Um, I would suggest Daniel Farris as well, that yeah. twin-turbo Corvette. And I think they want to have another crack at uh, Dwayne Mills. Oh, okay. The twin-turbo yeah. Camaro, the, yeah, yeah. The, the golden gorilla. Yeah. But that's just my thought. I don't, so, I don't know. So, so uh, Nick, did you get a chance to catch the results from the uh, Toyota Nationals at Sonoma? No, I didn't, no. It was no. A, a big win for uh, J.R. Todd, first African-American to win Nitro Funny Car. I'm amazed by that, but if I think about it, I, I don't recall, I don't oh, recall so that pretty, any uh, African-Americans ever participated in Funny Car, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Steve Torrance won Fuel, yep. and uh, uh, Tanner Gray took out Pro Stock. So that's the second win this season for Tanner Gray. Tanner Gray, yeah. Season. Who's supplying their motors? Uh, they're getting them from um, his father. Tanner oh, okay. Gray. They develop yeah, them yeah, in yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. And there was the uh, NHRA Northwest Nationals. Mm, that's correct. Uh, so we had um, Robert Height winning a funny car on that one. Yeah, there. yeah. Yep. Good team. Good for uh, Force. Team Force. Mm, yeah, they, they've needed a win. Yeah. Anton Brown in top fuel and Drew Skillman in pro stock. Anyway, I, you were disappointed with the MotoGP. I was. Well, I wasn't. You know why? Because there was a pit stop. See, pit stops are bad. <laughs> I was disappointed I actually, with I, the way they handle it. The, the pit, pit stop. stops, yeah. Well, it's not really part of the race, it's unexpected. Mm. Uh, look, uh, Mark Marquez. And uh, you know, Team Repsol Honda, they um, they had a strategy there. I'm sure that they did. Uh, yep. You know, he, he took off on the on the wet weather tyres, the super softs. He struggled, dropped back, pulled in, pitted first, mm. and um, got out on the slick straight away. And you know, just had like a massive 20 second lead yep. within a few laps. Um, stroke of genius, I think. Contrived, I think. I think. Really? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I'll tell okay. you why. Because, because if you're in the lead pack and you see someone pull in, well, you're going to probably pull in the next lap. Mm. You know what I mean? But if this person's dropped to midfield and he's pulled in, you're not going to know. They haven't got telecommunications like the V8s yeah. and, and uh, Formula One. They're trialing. Well, that was, I believe, the first race with this new dash indicator mm. system. Um, and it still was completely useless because the Ducatis came in and the bikes weren't even ready. Oh, that was you terrible. Yep. So, nonetheless, right, bag out the race. Uh, Marquez, you know, destroyed everyone. 22nd plus mm. uh, lead there. Um, teammate Pedrosa, yep. you know, but both of them were in clean air for most of that race, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... I've got to tell you, Vinales and Rossi, to have dropped back as far as they were, I believe Rossi was down at 16th. Yeah, yeah. Right? And make his way up, carve through the field to get fourth. Mm. Um, you know, still an epic ride. You've got to say, that guy there, he puts on a show at every track. Mm. Right? So, um, yeah, okay, it would have been good to see a battle 
you know, and and no one really wants to see uh, that kind of race where you know you, the the guy gets a twenty second. But hey, if if they were smart enough to come up with a strategy to work, mm. then you know they deserve it at the end of the day. So uh, hats off to Marquez. The one thing that did come out of uh, out of that round is that the the championship is still anyone's. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. You know, he yep. didn't... You, a lot of people thought because of, of um, how they were positioned with Marquez so far in front and uh, uh, Vinales and uh, Rossi so far behind mm. um, that he was just going to have this 25-point leapfrog. But yeah. they managed to cull it right back. So that mm. was pretty awesome, you know. Yeah. No, no doubt. I I agree there. I think the championship's wide open, and uh, they're off next. It's a one week break, so they're off to Spielberg in Austria. Lovely track. The Formula One was there only a couple of weeks ago, so um, they call it the Red Bull Ring. Um, there, there's a lot of talk next season of there being twice as many rounds, mm. and um, you know a few of the few of the races are a bit concerned because they they need that break but isn't it incredible that they can just come out mm. right after uh you know was it the, the three four week break yeah and um just perform so incredibly well yeah it was three weeks they're off it's incredible yeah. incredible yeah. now um more more <laughs> more bad news <laughs> ferrari's gonna make a uh, suv <laughs> i don't know what to say about that when I read this, when I read this, I actually thought it was guff or not true or some sort of nah. control. But nah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Well, if you break it down in the numbers and looking at, at, at the numbers that they're talking about, they're going to double their production, but they're doubling it by building this SUV. Um, me personally, if that's the way they go, I think they're going to water down the Ferrari name. I, I don't know. Look, Nick, you know, Porsche built that hideous thing. Hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just shows you the world that we live in where uh, uh, soccer mums have enough money to buy Ferraris and Porsches. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. I honestly don't. But I, think I do. I do. Because, yeah. you know, to me, a Porsche or a Ferrari, it should be a sports car yeah. you know Lamborghini built a Hummer type vehicle but it was for the Italian army and mm. it was like a Hummer it was a bit of a you know big klutzy sort of thing that you wouldn't really like a soccer mum wouldn't drive it you're not mm. going to see a, a soccer mum driving a H1 are you yeah, yeah. you know um, but anyway it is what it is I, um, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like yeah because um, the Porsche is hideous <laughs> Is the ugliest car on the road, um, but you know, look at the ridiculous cars that you know. Uh, look, I've got. I, I have to call them idiots. That idiots in this industry are building like four door Maseratis, hmm. you know, um, four door Porsches, you know, SUV Porsches. Now we have uh, SUV Ferraris. Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me. And Ferrari's got that hybrid thing. You know, so they're they're well on their way to becoming the next uh, Prius manufacturers. <laughs> Look, speaking of hybrids and and electric cars, straight after our podcast last week or two weeks ago, the UK government had this massive announcement that in two thousand and forty, that um, 
basically petrol and diesel vehicles were banned from uh, uh, the London. We didn't we? We actually touched on it in the last podcast, didn't we? No, not not about that announcement. We did touch. We have touched on electric cars, and, oh, and I thought we, place, we but, talked about it because yeah. I said, you know, no in Australia will be twenty twenty sixty. Mm. <laughs> twenty years later. Anyway, so apparently since then, mm. uh, the National Grid report has suggested the peak demand for electricity could be around 30 gigawatts. Um, mm. so, demand, so the extra demand that the electric vehicles will put on the power will be an additional 30 gigawatts yeah. uh, over and above the, the, the current peak of 61, so a 50% increase. Mm. And, and their grid just couldn't handle it. Is no, that, that's is right. That, oh, yeah. okay. I mean, okay. I know we're talking about 2040 here, but it's, it's not that... Yeah, but, you know, like, I don't see it... I, my vision of what it's going to be like is that you'll have the streets scattered with uh, shelters with, with solar panels, and they'll have some sort of uh, battery system in them, yep. and you'll pull up and you'll plug into those. So, I don't know, but it's going to put an extra 30 gigawatts load on the mm. on the grid I mean that's you know I, I guess the question then is who funds that infrastructure I mean obviously the government do but no 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 private enterprise funds it because mm. when you pull up and you charge you pay for your charge yeah okay that's that's how I um, envisage it's going to go I believe that Tesla is in the process of setting up a network like this in America yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, the, the frustrating part for someone like myself where I'm happy to embrace the future in electric cars. I mean, it, you know, it's going to be a dramatic change. But you think about this, Nick. Think about the performance shops all around Australia. Mm. Right? Forget the world here. Let's just talk about Australia, okay? So they've had a prosperous time for, for the last, what, 16 years with the, the yeah. uh, LSs, right, the Gen 3s, the Turbo 6 Fords, Okay. What happens now when there's the, the only Commodore available is a naturally aspirated V6 and mm. it's kind of a front-wheel drive Not slash all-wheel drive? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, it is. is. <laughs> it's a front-wheel drive. So what happens to the performance industry? Is VCM Suite going to, you know, allow you to tune? And, and is, is Walkinshaw going to release a turbo kit for them? Is Harrop going to release a, a bolt-on supercharger? Mm. I mean, we got some big changes coming up, and I think this all kind of ties in. I think there's, there's things going... Call me a conspiracy theorist, but there's things going on behind the scenes that, uh, you know, they're not letting us in on. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to embrace it. I'm prepared to embrace the electric cars. But what I want is I want to be able to be one of those people that invests in the charging stations. Mm. I don't want some big company coming along and saying, oh, we've got the rights for the charging stations. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this license plate? Rocking it. Rocking it. Camry style. style. Will yeah. that fit? No. No, <laughs> it's an honourable mention. We're reading out some of the number plate suggestions as per our Facebook competition. So as I said earlier on in the podcast, get on our Facebook page share the post and then comment on a number plate suggestion for the Camry. So Tristan here, he's uh, suge th these are just some of the ones <laughs> that I picked up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I, uh, I like Costantino's one 
No yeah. fear. That's no fear. killer. You know that that to me is leading the the um, the competition in the moment. No fear. I like it. I, I might uh, Linda's ones are right. Yeah, taxis. <laughs> <laughs> taxis. And, and uh, J- Trevor Scamry. That was not bad. And old George there as well. Buy a nose. Buy a nose. Yeah, yep. I knew that George would come out of that. And Tristan's one was. Uh, uh, rocking it, Camry rocking style. a Camry style, which I, I'm not sure what license plate that's going to fit on. No. Um, Scamry, Scamry's that's all right. not bad as well. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like pretty that. good too. It's pretty good. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, get on Facebook, um, and you can see the competition there. Also on our YouTube channel, we've got episode one of the Camry build on there as well. Um, it made some people laugh. Some of my mates. <laughs> Mm. I haven't seen it yet. How I jumped the wall, or didn't. <laughs> I knew they were going to laugh at that anyway, so it's quite funny. You know, I'm just looking through my notes, and uh, we're done. Oh, PDRA. We'll just finish off on PDRA. I think they're suffering a little bit. They had a meet on the weekend that coincided with the World Series of Pro Mod, and um, I think they they struggled a little bit. So the PDRA, the next next meet, an anonymous person slash group, anonymous, 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 has stepped up and put a two thousand dollar bounty on the pumpkin. That's Jay Cox. So. If anyone in round one or round two can knock Jay out, they win $2,000. Uh, that's at the PDRA Summer Nationals at Tulsa Park Raceway. But uh, if they don't take him out, the the money rolls over to the next race. 2000 is not really going to get a lot of time. Not when you got $101,000 races for radial tyres. Nah, <laughs> you know what I, mean? like- I just think to be, to me again, just reading between the lines that says anonymous but I reckon it's Keith Aney oh, yeah. A he doesn't like J and B I think Keith actually owns Tulsa Raceway Park so oh. I've got a feeling it's him I'm not I don't know that it's just that's an allegation so yeah I don't know I don't, it's kind of like almost like the PDRA is pointless yeah you know yeah. Uh, which is sad um, because it is really all that's left of the IHRA now, yeah, yeah. you know, like the the, uh, the big Q Pro Stockers and mm. um, uh, that kind of thing. And it's also where the unlimited uh, Pro Mod type cars, Pro Extreme, Pro mm. Boost. Yeah. Well, Pro Boost is actually the IHRA style rules, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Pro yeah. Extreme is the unlimited. Um, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. 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 So anyway, we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. All right. On that note, we'll we'll end this podcast. Go to iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and go to our website. I've updated the website, so get back there and have a look. There's um, some new content there. Nick's going to post up the contact details for Rita Safiotti. Mm. Make sure you write in. Make sure you tell her that we're not happy about these changes to the VSB 14 Mm. and modified car regulations. Yep, yep. We should try and get Rita on. I don't, I don't see any reason why we can't try and chat with her. You can't even get her to reply to an email. You think you're going to get her on the podcast? No, in, in <laughs> fairness, she, she probably hasn't had, well, her counterpart 
probably hasn't had time to reply to that email. You, you don't know the phone calls that happened before this. Yeah, I know. There was a, well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll. I am going to try and reach out. I also, if you listen to the podcast and you do have an opinion on it, write in. Let us know. Um, we're going to try and talk to as many people as we can in the next couple of weeks and just get your views on this situation. And if you've got an opinion on where the modified car industry is going, mm. you know, let us know. If you think that uh, you know we shouldn't be modifying cars, or if you think that um, the future, well, I mean, tell us what you think the future is going to be. Because I tell you what, I'm stumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure myself. Yep. Okay. On that note, Simon, thanks for coming in. Your BMW hasn't gained 100 horsepower tonight on the wet roads. No, <laughs> no, no, it's an inline six, not okay. a V6. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for coming in. Take care. Thanks, Nick. See you on the street. See ya. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.